How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to Destination Draft Day. A little bit of difficulties with some technical side of things. We are here and ready. Nick Kirk, Brian Sosa, Michael Rockman here, myself. We have a beautiful Super Bowl Sunday episode coming to you. Beautiful Friday going on. Nick, Brian, how are you guys doing? Doing well. And for the first time this season, we are live on Landry Football Facebook and YouTube and Twitch. So we welcome in. Our new audience as well. Happy to, to be here with you. Uh, maybe the Twitch isn't working. We'll see. But we are live. And if not, you're listening to us on the podcast. We thank you for that. Uh, Brian, bonus seeker's been busy at all? Headed into the big game this Sunday? Yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl is one of those times where sports books in general are incredibly busy. So people who don't have an account, it's their time to go and find one. Bonus Seeker is the perfect place to go. We'll let you know all the bonuses and promotions you can get. Just about every sports book out there is offering some kind of special bonus, some kind of special promotion for the Super Bowl. Everybody's competing with each other. And, you know, it's the great thing about being a, a better is that you can go compare, contrast, figure out which site's best for you, sign up, get some bonuses, watch the big game. Perfect. No doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And we have a definitely big game coming up. Let's first just talk about it from a football perspective. Buccaneers versus Chiefs. This is one that maybe not a lot of people predicted. Obviously, Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers to start this offseason, and people were saying this team could be very good. But as the season went along, there were issues that were happening over the course of the year. There were times where Brady came out flat. There were times where this roster fell apart due to injuries. On the Chiefs side of things, repeating Getting to the Super Bowl is very difficult. Winning two times in a row is very difficult. But, you know, there were times where this Chiefs team just kind of looked not the same as we've seen in the past where they've been dominant. Obviously, in this playoff run, they've been able to turn things up. When Mahomes is on the field, this offense seems unstoppable. But now here we are at this Super Bowl matchup, Chiefs versus Bucks. What are your guys' expectation heading into this game? And really, what do you think about the journeys that both these teams took to get here? Well, I mean, for the Chiefs, pretty easy journey. Uh, they repeat, get the one seed, the Steelers fall off, and there they are, back in it. Buccaneers, tremendous journey. You got Jameis Winston as your quarterback. He's in the exclusive 30-30 club, the only guy to ever do it. 
And that's when everything began. Like, I got rid of him. You can even talk, talk back even further. They got Bruce Arians, and they really rebuilt. Uh, they were able to get Brady, and from there, you get Tronkowski down retire. Antonio Brown has been really good. He's going to be back for the Super Bowl, and really just uh, excellent job there by the, by the front office with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now they get to play a road game uh, in their own home stadium for the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that, you know, the Chiefs might have had a pretty easy go of it. I think that uh, they kind of just coasted their way, not really playing their best football, but still managing to win games because they're really just that much better than most of their competition throughout the season, where the Bucks were that traditional team that got hot at the right time, right? Halfway through the season on social media, they're getting dunked on. Arians and Brady don't like each other, um, all of this stuff, and they start to play much better football. They lost a couple of games early that you probably didn't expect, but then later in the season, they just got better and better. They got to the playoffs. Their defense starts getting turnovers, um, and they just are hot at the right time. And now they're the first team to get to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. They will not be allowed to fire the cannons when they score, which is good. So I guess if the Chiefs score, the cannons go off, which is going to be awesome. Michael, look at these great comments we got here already from YouTube and Facebook. Yeah, uh, we have to address some of these. This is one that we talked about last episode. Question, is this a moment for Brady to seal his GOAT status by winning versus Mahomes and the Chiefs? We'll go 3-2, and two, I think, in the series. Correct me if I'm wrong, could be 2-2. Two and two. This is definitely big for both these quarterbacks' narrative. For Brady, this is kind of his Rocky Balboa moment where he's he's definitely past his prime. But if he can come in and beat up the, the young stud boxer that has just completely ran the NFL and take the victory that is absolutely huge and it really puts such an arm's length difference between him and Mahomes and the GOAT conversation and for Mahomes obviously he's very young so he's not really this GOAT QB yet but if he has this loss on his resume when he has been playing how he has it's hard for him to really have such a career after this to where he matches up with what would be this whole argument of, well, you lost to Brady when you had the chance. So, yes, Mahomes could still, you know, if he w- goes and wins eight Super Bowls in a row or something, no one's going to say, oh, no, not the GOAT, he lost to Brady. But it's definitely going to hurt his case in the long term if he loses this game. And for Brady, this is really his chance to cement it, call off all the baits, and really just make this a one-man show for who is the GOAT of the NFL. At least in my perspective, I understand I, I may be a biased Brady fan. You guys have, have your takes as well, I'm sure. I think win or loss, Brady's already the GOAT. I mean, how do you – nobody else has been to 10 Super Bowls. Uh, no one has won six uh, as a starting quarterback. So, it's just incredible. I mean, the guy's been to more Super Bowls than every franchise except the Patriots. So, just awesome stuff there. I don't think he's got anything to prove. He proved enough, you know, going to the Super Bowl here. Uh, we'll give him predictions later, but uh, I know, you know, Brian, he's, he's hates, he hates Brady. Um, but I think even he would acknowledge that the guy's got nothing to prove here in this game. Yeah, no, who I hate is the Patriots uh, in general. I don't necessarily uh, hate Tom Brady. I just feel personally victimized by him as a lifelong Jets fan. So I'm just kind of like this guy. I, I have gone beyond the level of like hating him or whatever. I'm 
definitely respect his greatness because if you don't, then you're just not watching the game. So Brady's legacy is completely cemented. The only thing that this can do is perhaps prove to the haters that said he couldn't do without Belichick, that he could do without Belichick. But I think most of us already knew that like, it wasn't all because of Belichick that Brady won Super Bowls. It's obviously a team effort there between the two of them. So yeah, from a legacy perspective, it means more for Mahomes. Uh, Charlie's right. It is a 2-2 thing uh, in, as far as head-to-head matchups go. But I think the bigger thing for winning this game might not be that it's against Brady. It's that in order for Mahomes to ever be the GOAT, you know, you need a, you probably need to lead a dynasty. And if he wants the Chiefs to ever become a dynasty, you know, winning back-to-backs and going to after going to three AFC championship games in a row will be a, a really big deal. And this is the biggest meeting between the two of them since the AFC championship, which if not for a marginal D Ford offsides, you know, might have been the Chiefs in the Super Bowl three years in a row. Absolutely. And uh, another comment from the comment section we got to address. There he is. Bill McRenzelberg on the show. Seacrest out. Uh, For those who don't know the inside joke of this. So back in the day, Bleach Report used to run these draft shows just very similar to this. And Nick was on it. It was uh, Steven Nelson, Michael Felder, Connor Rogers, all, you know, very successful guys in the industry. And I was banned for some reason on my on my regular blocked. Facebook. We should have blocked. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to comment, so I, I used one of my fake uh, projects for school Facebook accounts to try to get into the comment section and talk with the guys. Uh, I don't know if it was because I was the most active user or just because I had a funny last name, but I gained some notoriety as Absolutely. a as a famous commenter for the show. So you know, it's a <laughs> it's a funny moment. And definitely one that I'm appreciative of for a kid that was. Yeah, there was a, there was a, Michael, Michael would come on the show and be like, sorry guys, sorry I'm late, class went a little late. And he would just be an active commenter. And one day, I believe we did your, like your whole first round mock. You just, you commented it. I took it all and we made a graphic and put it on the show. (laughs) It was, uh, it was definitely a very nice (laughs) moment that I look forward to. Just a freshman sitting in my dorm room was it was nice to have someone to watch and talk NFL draft. Good times. Good times. Now let's talk about Rick here saying marginal offsides. That was blatant. He was a <laughs> half a yard in the backfield. I know, Rick. I know that. I was just trying to give D Ford a little bit, you know. Says Mahomes has to make another eight Super Bowls before he's even considered the GOAT. I mean, that's true. If he wins like five in a row, then maybe you could give it there. Rick wants the Bill versus Tom crop to end. I think yeah. we all do. I'm so mm-hmm. sick of that. And I don't know. I don't know if there's really a huge rivalry there, as yeah. big as people try to make it. There's not. Who do you think, Michael? Who do you think Bill's rooting for in this game? Uh, it's tough to say for Bill. I think he. I don't think he's, don't think he's gonna watch. I think he will but, not watch. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those things where he he doesn't care. He's Bill, but really this thing is it's it's almost like a constant in the Super Bowl week that either the Patriots are getting torn down or. Brady's getting torn down or something. This week is a great opportunity to try to make it this whole war. I don't think it has to be a war. You know, Brady had a great career with the Patriots. Bill's obviously a phenomenal coach. Brady's obviously a phenomenal quarterback. Both these guys have had wonderful careers. Now Brady's on a new team. That's always been Bill's way is trying to make sure that he's maximizing what happens and then getting out of those situations. Obviously, you know, he tried to jump the gun with Brady and maybe that kind of caused some tension. There was some bad blood maybe just between different views on how to run things, but I think there's still a lot of love there. I think it's one of those Kobe Shaq situations where in the moment it's a lot of opportunity to cause you know as much drama as they can in the media. But when things are all said and done, I think both have a tremendous amount of respect for each other, and uh, 
I'm sure Bill is just ready to get back to Patriots football more so than talking about this uh, feud with Tom Brady. Right, the Patriots way. Uh, Angler's tape here, not a Brady fan. Says Sister uh, QB, <laughs> hopefully they lose 28-3. to I'd be stunned if the Buccaneers don't score a touchdown in this game. I'd be worried if that game is twenty. If that game's twenty-eight-three, you're. I mean, Brady's got him right where he wants him. If it's twenty-eight-three, I just want to say Angler's Angler's tape is a uh, Steelers fan, so Ah. he's kind of like Brian, where I think it's just a little bit of a bad blood for him and Brady. (laughs) We also got Rick again, who says Tom Brady has literally beaten football father time. Bill Belichick could not have predicted this. This is the first time someone that old has played this well, and you saw this week. That Brady said he'd love to try to play to 50. So we'll see. I think if they win the Super Bowl, he will seriously, for the first time ever, consider retirement. Um, but if he's back, he's going to just keep going until his arm falls off or something. I don't know. But it's great to see. If we could see a 50 year old quarterback, I mean, sign me up. I think that, that would be wild. He's at the point, Michael, where he spent uh, more than half of his life as a professional football player. It's wild. Absolutely insane. And you have to credit him. He definitely took every measure possible to make sure that he was able to get here, Uh, whether it's cutting out everything from his diet that contained anything negative at all from changing ice cream to avocado-based ice cream or eating what some of his teammates have called bird feed for dinner every night. It just seems like he wanted football more than anything else, and you have to – Respected that it's worked out. Uh, I know a lot of people reported on the Alex Guerrero situation. There was tension with the Patriots situation for that, but it seems like it's worked out pretty well where he's now taking this new approach to trying to increase his health without wearing down his body, and it seems to work. Obviously, there's guys like James Harrison who stayed in the gym nonstop and obviously had long careers as well. So there's definitely different methods, and Tom Brady took his method and – ran with it, and it's worked out well. So there's nothing really to fault here. Just uh, complete props to both guys. Yeah, Tom Brady deserves a ton of credit because not only is he old as dirt it, it, in football years, uh, he's he's not even the kind of quarterback that has success in the NFL today generally. You know, he can move in that pocket, in that box. His footwork is amazing but he's not a mobile quarterback he's not a quarterback that can run he's not a dual threat and that's what most of the best quarterbacks are today yet yeah you have to put a team around him but he still manages to find success it's 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 dumbfounding the guy's amazing absolutely huge part of the game today is being able to move around having a great pocket presence guys like Mahomes Wilson Lamar Jackson they're able to move around with scrambling ability you know Tom Brady may hate me for this, but I don't think he's much of a scrambler. He doesn't move very well. So hey, he, I mean, this guy's got – he's one of the all-time leaders in rushing touchdowns, though, for quarterbacks. So, yeah, I think it, I think I hope we, we might see another one tomorrow uh, on this Sunday. So, maybe Brian looks like uh, Michael may have frozen, so – He's, fro- he's frozen for the minute there, it seems like. Yeah, but at least he's got a smile on his face, and that's that's the he's happy. He's happy. We're talking about we talk about Billy's happy, talk about Brady's happy, and avocado yeah. ice cream is happy. Uh, Brian, yeah, what kind of prop bets are you looking at this weekend that you know think are pretty much locks? My overall thinking going into the game is that anything that you could do with like an over with Gronkowski, 
I think it's worth taking because who does Brady go to in these big games? Usually Gronkowski. So maybe if there's something like 20-plus yard reception or a touchdown, it might be somebody something you want to look at. But what are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, the, the great thing about the Super Bowl and maybe the tough thing about it is that the props market is unlimited. You could obviously bet on everything. Uh, in my personal experience, uh, lay off the coin toss, national anthem, halftime show, Gatorade color. I like to go with actual props that have something to do with the game. I find that to be more fun while you're watching it. Uh, talking about Gronk, uh, yeah, I mean, Gronk's always a target, made a huge Huge plays at the end of the Super Bowl against the Rams. He had that huge catch last week, even though it was his first reception of the game. His receptions total set at around two and a half. So if you think Gronk's going to be a little bit more involved than he was a couple of weeks ago, maybe you hit that. I have limited it down to maybe like a core dozen, I would say. And this will mm. be geared towards uh, pe- both people who like the Chiefs and both people who like the uh, – uh, the Bucks. So you tell me what you think about each one of these. Michael's back. We're talking about props, Michael. What are the what are the props of the game? Sorry Listen, about that. There are, ton, there are a ton of props. We couldn't possibly. We need a seven-hour show on Landry Football to go through uh, all of them. I'm we will be live it. Sunday at 8 a.m. straight right. to the game. <laughs> It'll be just like one of those, 100%. If you're somebody that's interested in – if you're somebody that thinks the Bucks are going to win this game, um, a couple of player prop parlays for you. Uh, something like uh, Tom, and this is from FanDuel Sportsbook. Tom Brady to throw two touchdowns and the Bucks win. You, you can more than double your money with that. I think that's a good one if you like the Bucks to win. Uh, Leonard Fournette to rush for 50 plus yards and the Bucks win because I'm actually a believer that Leonard Fournette's going to have a pl- role of play in this game. They're going to have to run the ball if they're going to end up winning this game. Uh, Tom Brady over 0.5 rush yards. I love it. If you think that the Bucks are going to win and that Brady's going to kneel the ball down, don't take this bet. He's going to lose two yards and all the kneel downs. But if you think he's going to go for it on fourth and half a yard and he's going to do that famous Brady QB sneak where he just picks the ball up, puts it over the line, yeah. this is the perfect bet for you. Plus 134. You get some plus money out of that one. I absolutely love it. I got a wacky prediction for you give, guys. Give me one. This Sunday, Tom Brady is going to catch a pass and redeem himself for the Eagles <laughs> drop. Count on it. We've talked about it. Who throws it? Who throws it? Brown? I'm going with Chris Godwin. I think, you know, he stole his number. He's going to steal his position one play. (laughs) I think this is a great chance for Brady to redeem himself. They've talked all season about how this is a much more relaxed environment, a fun opportunity for Brady to kind of, you know, be himself more. So I think this is a really great way to illustrate that. You know, you say, okay, Brady, let's have some fun with it. Catch a ball that you've failed twice now, very notably, very publicly. Make a make a catch. So maybe it's a touchdown. I don't know, but I'm gonna say <laughs> if there's a uh, over ten yards receiving for Brady, take it. There's Brian, an over zero and a half yards receiving yeah, for Brady. I do have a market along those same lines. Now I don't know whether or not he'll catch the pass, not catch the pass, whatever. One that I absolutely love, and this is plus one seventy on the line, is over two and a half players to attempt a pass, and that's basically just either team. Throwing the trick play out there. We've seen it from Brady in Super Bowls. We've seen it from the Chiefs this season. With um, Kelsey tried to throw a pass in the game against the Bucks earlier this year. So over two and a half players to attempt a pass. I absolutely love that one. Mark it down. Someone will go with the trick play. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've got a lot more here. But Bra- next, Bra- how about Brady passing, rushing, catching touchdown parlay? 
I don't think that they'll let you do that one. Plus MVP, because <laughs> if he does all that, you know he's winning MVP. Uh, Brian, I want to get back to your props here, but is there any value in picking anybody for MVP other than Brady and Mahomes? Oh, there's a ton of value. Yeah, and it really just uh, correlates to how you think the game is going to go. I'm not sure on the Chiefs side if there is much value because if you think about it and you want right. to take Travis Kelsey, well, someone's going to have to throw him those that. touchdowns. And so there's – go defense, right? Defensive Oh, play. man, there hasn't been one of those in a while. I think the last time the Bucks won the Super Bowl, Dexter Jackson won yes. the MVP. So um, that would actually be you know an interesting one. But And they have been creating a lot of turnover. So if they get some of those, who knows? Um I will say I think I think Leonard Fournette, if you're looking for somebody that um, you know, is not is not on the beaten path there. If you're looking for a running back, I do really love his prop of over eleven and a half rush attempts. And he's he's gotten over eleven and a half in every playoff game this year. I think that if he runs the ball with some success, like we saw in the first half against Green Bay, the Bucks will stick with that because if they can loosen up that run game, it's only going to open up the passing game more. So Fournette would be a guy that I would look at. And also possibly because of that, the under for Tom Brady's passing yards, because even though he has a lot of weapons and they can have explosive plays on offense, you're going to want to keep that other explosive offense off the field. I think they will run the ball a little bit. It works for Leonard Fournette and uh, maybe against the total yards Brady will have, even if he winds up with decent stats. I think one interesting thing we should talk about is for the Chiefs. We talked about Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Who do you think is going to be the leading receiver for the Chiefs in this game? Obviously, Tyreek Hill in the first outing against the Buccaneers, absolutely phenomenal performance. Toast to Carlton Tavis all game. Jamel Dean is going to be on him this game, I assume. A lot better matchup speed-wise. But Tyreek Hill is still Tyreek Hill. Travis Kelsey still one of the best tight ends ever, if not the best. So, Definitely very talented weapons here. And maybe it's not either of them. Maybe it's someone like Sammy Watkins surprises or Miko Hardman. We see a lot of performances like that in the Super Bowl where guys kind of come out of nowhere and really step up to be the number one weapon for the Chiefs. No question about it. Passing is how they win games. Who do you expect to be the leading receiver of all of that passing? Well, I, I like your point on Watkins because I think they'll try to take some shots with him, but you know, it's hard to ever pick Kelsey over Hill just because Hill's running downfield. So probably one catch of Hill is probably going to be double the yardage of any catch for Kelsey. So I guess by default, you got to go with Hill. Uh, my guess is the Chiefs will come out early, try to go deep to start the game and, and make a, a statement. And uh, I think that's that's Mahomes' go-to guy. So for me, I guess, you know, it's not the sexy pick, but I'll go with Tyreek Hill. There's only one choice. It's Byron Pringle. Guy's going to catch probably a million passes. Wow, Pringle would love that. No, in all seriousness, I mean, I think that Kelsey will probably have the most receptions. I think he's just a huge safety valve. He's nearly uncoverable, uh, so he'll probably have the most receptions. In terms of yards, it just depends whether Hardman or Watkins or Hill, you know, breaks enough tackles. I will say, if he's fully healthy, I think Le'Veon Bell is actually going to have a part to play in this game. I think that obviously the Bucs are aware of the explosiveness of the wide receiver core for the Chiefs. That means a lot of checkdowns. You could see Darrell Williams uh, in that role also when CEH isn't in the game. But if if Le'Veon Bell uh, is healthy, I think he's going to catch a couple balls out of the backfield and uh, have a role to play. Michael, do you think this is a game where we're seeing the two best tight ends of all time going going up, up against each other here? It's hard to say that because obviously Tony Gonzalez, guys like yeah. Antonio Gates, guys that are way back in the day, were phenomenal. So it's hard to say 
these are just the best two of all time. But it's also hard to say it's not. Gronk was one of the most physically imposing tight ends that there has ever been seen. He was a constant mismatch. Even if you had a guy that was physical and great and you're putting your number one corner who's like Jalen Ramsey's size at 6'2", to like 10, it was still very hard to shut him down. So it's it's hard to speak on and say this guy isn't the greatest tight end. And Travis Kelsey is putting together some of the greatest receiving seasons we've seen from a tight end ever. Right. He's been absolutely phenomenal. So both these guys are definitely right. insane talents. The tight Kelsey's end blocking just separates him from everybody else. So I, I would I would say Gronkowski is definitely the best tight end to ever play. Um, but yeah, like I said, Gates and Tony Gonzalez, I think I'd put them ahead of Kelsey at this point. Absolutely, and I think that's fair. I mean, I'm not going to call you out on it. I love Gronk. I'm a Patriots guy, so I'll admit my bias there. But if anyone tells me Kelsey's their greatest of all time, I find a hard time arguing against it as much these days just because of everything that Kelsey's been able to do. There's so much phenomenal tight end talent, and I think it speaks to just what we're seeing in the league in terms of how they're transitioning to creating this tight end position, both athletes at the spot and just – super-sized guys that are able to make it work, and it's it's been really fun to watch. I love seeing the tight end position just dominate. What is something that you guys are going to keep a close eye on in this one that could be a big difference maker in the game? For me, it's going to be will JPP get to Mahomes because we saw how ridiculous he was at stopping Rodgers, and I think – the key to success here for the Buccaneers, if they want to win this game, is they got to make sure that their defensive line, specifically with Barrett and JPP, GCPF Pro off the edges, are getting to Mahomes quickly. Uh, that's so that, that's to me what I'm keeping an eye on. You've seen Mahomes in the past get to Brady in Super Bowls and make a huge difference. So now he's got to try to help Brady win. Uh, Michael, what are you looking at here in this game? Yeah, I'm looking at the interior defensive lines of both teams. I think there's plenty of talent, whether you're talking about Derek Nottie and Chris Jones or whether you're talking about Vita Vea and Dominican Sue. Both these opposing teams for the offensive lines, their interior line, it's okay. It's not bad, but there's definitely some room for improvement. So whichever interior defensive line can capitalize on that the most is probably going to cause the most pressure. If Chris Jones can get to Brady all game, then Brady's going to struggle. He's going to be forcing passes. He's going to be throwing the ball out of bounds. And the offense may never get moving. If you can get Mahomes uncomfortable, put him rushing on the outside where he has to deal with Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul, he's not really going to have time to go downfield and throw the ball deep. And that's going to limit this Chiefs offense. So really, whichever interior defensive line can cause the most chaos is probably going to run away with this game. And it could be close and both sides, either A, are doing well on the interior offense or interior defensive line or poorly. But I think whichever side does better in that regard is going to walk away with Lombardi. Yeah, uh, I guess for me, it would be uh, I'm looking at what Tampa Bay does on first and second down. I think we all noticed that in the NFC Championship game in that first half, what were they, uh, seven for eight, eight for nine on third down on that very first drive against Green Bay, they converted three long ones and got into the end zone. Kansas City's pass defense is actually much better than its run defense if they can force uh, Tampa Bay into third and six, seven, eight, nine. I'm not sure they'll have quite as much success as they had against Green Bay's pass defense uh, in those situations. And Tampa Bay actually passes the ball more than any team on first down in the NFL this year. 
So I think they only run the ball maybe 20 to 25% of the time on first down. They like to throw it from the very beginning. That puts you in spots to get a lot of third and shorts, a lot of first downs, a lot of advancing the ball down the field. So I'm looking at the types of third downs that uh, Tampa Bay gets forced into because it looked so easy for them on third down against Green Bay for a lot of that game. And I'm not, and uh, Steve Spagnolo usually puts together. You know, we've seen in the playoffs before a pretty good plan with uh with the pass defense yep. to try to combat that. So we'll see. Yeah, and well, the key is going to be for the but another key for the Bucks is you, know, you can't expect to get lucky again if Brady throwing a pick on three straight possessions because you ask the Bills, right, Brian? <laughs> the Chiefs, if you give them the ball, they're going to score most likely. So what are we thinking here, over under wise for this one, Brian? Yeah, so this opens as the highest total in Super Bowl history. It was around 57 and a half. And I'm going to tell you about 70, 75% of the public is on the over. Meanwhile, the total has slowly trickled down to 56 and a half, 56, 55 and a half at some sites. Um, so it really depends on where you get the number. And I say this every time and it keeps coming, you know, getting thrown back in my face. But if you can get 56 or higher, and I wouldn't be opposed to buying the point, I'm still going with the under. Uh, you know, last year's total between San Francisco and Kansas City was 54 points, and it came in at 51, and that was only because Kansas City scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I think these games get played a little bit closer to the vest than some people expect, um, and I think that both offenses, even though they're both explosive in their own right, wants to keep the other offense off the field a little bit at some point. They're going to try to run the ball. You can't be a one-dimensional offense and win the Super Bowl. So I do think that the game gets up into the 50s, you know, whether it's 28-24, uh, 31-24, something like that. But uh, I do think it probably stays under 56. So with that being said, it is officially time that we all make our predictions. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kansas City Chiefs, this Sunday, Brady versus Mahomes. Arians versus Reed, a great defense versus a great defense. There is a lot to like on either side. Nick, we'll start out with you. Who is your prediction for this Super Bowl winner? It's, it's, some people say it's a hard decision, but for me, it's not. I got to go with Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to get it done. I just – and, you know, it's, what's the line right now, Brian? Is it still three? It's three. It's three even, possibly three and a half, but you can get it any, any way you want. Buy points, sell points. Yeah, it's going to be a close game, so I, I don't know. I don't know where we go at the points because I could see this game being a field goal game. So I guess in that sense, you know, I have the Bucks winning, so I might as well pick the Bucks plus three as well. Uh, and I think Jason Pierre-Paul is going to have a big game, and I think Tom Brady wins MVP just because it's very rare that anyone that's a quarterback doesn't win MVP these days. Uh, the last time was what? Was it White with the Patriots when they, they won the walk-off against the Eagles? That, I think uh, Brady still won that. Uh, Brady won that? Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the quarterback always wins. I know Eli Manning, he should have not won twice. It should have been uh, Justin Tuck should have won both times. So, yeah, you got to do a quarterback. Um, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers here. It's a great story. Uh, you know, they're in the home stadium. There's going to be fans there. It should be exciting. And, you know, don't bet. I guess you got to say, don't bet against Tom Brady. Uh, even if you did bet, uh, if, if, you, if you, he's lost, he lost three Super Bowls. Uh, the Eagles won 
I think you, we can say if Brady gets the ball that back, uh, they're going to score and win the game. Uh, he just didn't, he didn't have the ball last. So that happened. Um, that was a 500 plus passing yard game, which was one of the best performances ever. The giants were just too good, but Hey, if you, if you, if you always bet Tom Brady in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs, you're going to make a lot of money. Um, but we'll see. I mean, People say passing of the torch. I don't really see it that way with Mahomes. Mahomes is, you know, he's great in his own way, and Tom Brady's not going anywhere. We could see we could see this matchup again, but for me, uh, you know, I haven't liked what I've seen from the Chiefs all year. Do they care? Like they proved me wrong. Like we got to the Super Bowl, but even like in their their wins in the playoffs, it wasn't to me like, oh my gosh, this team is untouchable. I thought the the Packers were gonna destroy the Buccaneers so the Buccaneers defense need to look good and if they could stop the MVP and Aaron Rodgers uh who's to say they can't stop Patrick Mahomes so give me the Buccaneers on this one what's a uh what's the score prediction for you hmm I will go on the lower side of things give me uh 27 23 Buccaneers all right Brian Okay, well, this is, uh, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. I, they were the team that I picked in the beginning of the year to repeat, so it's very easy to cop out on that, uh, but I will. And uh, I, want, I do want to say this is not a I hate Tom Brady and refuse to bet with him. Out of the 10 Super Bowls he's been to the previous nine, I probably bet on the Patriots, at least half those. So I pick who I think is going to win the game. Uh, it's not about Brady versus Mahomes. They're only going to be on the field when they're shaking hands at the end. Uh, for me, the Bucks defense has done a really great job forcing turnovers and then scoring points. In the last two games, they've scored 35 points off turnovers. Uh, I don't think that Mahomes and the Chiefs are going to give them uh, free free passes to score points uh, with the turnover. So for that reason, I do think that the Chiefs will end up pulling it out. Three points is a little bit of a push number. But for the sake of it, I'll say that the Chiefs win and cover. Uh, 31-24, as I said before, uh, maybe a 30-27 to type of deal. So uh, something like that. So I'm going to take the Chiefs to uh, go back-to-back in a really, really good game. And for me, I think I got to stick with the Bucks. That's how I predicted it from the beginning. And I think really this game is going to be one of those where we could easily see the Chiefs jump ahead by 10, 14 maybe. And we see the Bucks kind of crawl back into it. When things get methodical, there's no one more I want having the ball in his hands and Brady. But when things start out early and you're trying to get hot, that's where Mahomes shines. So both these QBs definitely have so much to prove in this game. And I think it's a great opportunity for both of them to do that. I'm going with the Bucks. I think looking at just how well they have been able to play compared to what we saw over the course of the season is just a huge reason for that. I think the Bucks have just been so much more improved even in that Packers game there's three throws obviously that Brady shouldn't have made that turned out to be interceptions but that game was very controlled by the Bucs and I feel like as long as they are smarter with the ball I trust that Brady's not going to come out and throw three interceptions again get picked off every single time that he's tossing it up so I I think the Bucs are going to take this game I think it's going to be low scoring again I think it'll be 28-24 and we'll see a little bit of a comeback, maybe like a, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like a 17-24 type thing, and then Brady and the Bucks come out and put up 10. So 27-24 is my prediction. 
officially with the Bucks winning, Tom Brady taking Super Bowl MVP, and I expect it to be a really good one. We shall see. Michael's been right all season about the Bucks uh, and the Chiefs as well, so we'll see, and we'll talk about it on Monday as well. Uh, Going to be fun. Rick is very excited about his $5 bet on heads. Bronx was literally a six-line, an amazing runner, route runner, an amazing hands, no doubt about it. Says he would say the Chiefs need to pressure Brady and make him uncomfortable. We all know Brady has some amazing Super Bowl drives, but the Chiefs can keep Brady uncomfortable. Yeah, that's you got to make Brady uncomfortable. Uh, he says a thousand rushing yards for Brady. Brady's cheetah-like speed has slowed down in recent years, so you got to make him uncomfortable <laughs> in the pocket. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, all valid points there, and you know, right after the the game, you know, we turn our attention to the draft. Michael. It's ready to go with the draft, but I think we should now look ahead to the, the 2022 Super Bowl and see who we think is going to be playing in that one, Michael. Yeah, so right off the bat, I'm trying to think of teams that really are that close to making it. I don't think the Chiefs get back a third year in a row. I'm not a Mahomes doubter. I'll probably change my tune whenever we're looking at it from the offseason, but right now I'm going to try to change things up. I'm going to go – with the Deshaun Watson-led Miami Dolphins, I think Brian Flores in his third year is going to have some magic up his sleeve. If you give him Deshaun Watson with his third year working with this very young, very talented defense, things could be very special. I'm not trying to you know, say that two is done in Miami, but I am saying if Deshaun Watson, this is where my prediction can be as bold as possible. Right. So we're going with Deshaun Watson on the Dolphins. We're going with the Dolphins, which is already bold enough as it is. Give me Miami. They're going to make it. We got so many weapons on this offense. Brian Flores is, in my mind, one of the best coaches in the NFL. I've been feeling that way even after last season where they went 5-11. and 11. You could just see the changes that happened over the course of the season. One more year, one more Flores-led regime. And with Watson as QB, things could be special in Miami. And then for the NFC side of things, Let's give it to the Packers. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers comes back in what could be his final year as a Packer. I'm sure the media will love to run with that, especially if they make the Super Bowl. And we start saying, you know, Jordan Love, you can't just wait out that whole contract anymore. So we'll see We'll see the Packers and the Dolphins. And I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins wow. absolutely running away with it. So give me Deshaun Watson-led Dolphins as your 2022 Super Bowl champion. Wow. So from one Brian to the other here, Brian, you got the you got the Deshaun Watson led Jets in the Super Bowl. <laughs> no, I, I was actually going to say the same exact thing Michael did for the AFC. You know, if the Dolphins got Watson, I would a hundred percent sort of be on board uh, with that. You know, it takes away a little bit of my luster now that Michael said it first. So yes, I will say the Deshaun Watson led Jets, of course, going to the Super Bowl. That's definitely going to happen. No, it'll be uh, more. Yeah, more interesting. Yeah, the Chiefs will win again, sure. Uh, no, I think that the Los Angeles Rams have a really great chance at making it to the Super Bowl next year Absolutely. out of the NFT. They finally uh, got, you know, got their quarterback, put it all together. Uh, I was the one harping last week that it's a small window, and it is a small window. It might only be a year to two years to three years, but they can absolutely hit that target because they have it just co- just about covered in every, uh, every position of the field. So I do think that um, Sean McVay will get his team back to the Super Bowl. Uh, Matt Stafford playing in the postseason will be uh, wild for for most of us. There'll be a lot of storylines there. Um, there's always storylines, you know, in the Super Bowl and stuff like that. But I think that um, 
Maybe if the Dodgers win another World Series and the Rams get to the Super Bowl, we can talk about for the very first time that Clayton Kershaw and Matthew Stafford uh, were friends when they were kids because no one ever talks about that. Nick. High school teammates. Now, <laughs> no, one ever, no one ever brings that up. How come so no got, one talks so got, about it? So you got Rams, Rams, Dolphins, Brian? Yeah, yeah, give me, yeah, no, give me, yeah. I'll take Ram, I'll take Rams, Dolphins as well. Rick's got the Jets versus the Rams, the Watson. I like that. Rick. That is uh, Rick's. Well, Rick's a Patriots you know fan, right, Rick. Michael? I'll take, yeah, I'll he's, take a, Rick. he's a Patriots fan. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. For I that. do love the Rams. I think with Stafford, they're going to be a, a different animal, and I, I hope that he succeeds. Absolutely love Stafford, even with the rumors that he doesn't want to come to the Patriots. It's all love to him. I respect it. And I think he's going to do wonderful things in Los Angeles. How could anyone not want to play for the Patriots? It's so fun there. Everybody Patriots knows that. Play. Right, I'm going to take yeah. the Air, Andrew Luck-led – no, he's, I don't know if he's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take. I think if Andrew Luck's on the Colts or the Patriots, they're in great shape. Uh, I'm going to go – you know, the NFC, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Cardinals finally break through here. And I'd love to see it, but – I'll go with the Packers because I think this year their first and second round picks will actually pick them to play. Uh, they drafted a quarterback at a, at a running back. Neither of them played the whole year, and they still got to the, back to the NFC Championship game. So maybe they'll get some impact players there, Michael. And I will have them taking on the Buffalo Bills. So my 2021 Super Bowl pick will be my 2022 Super Bowl pick, and you got to hope eventually it hits. But my, I don't think it's wrong my, at all. My, my lock, my lock for the season is the Cowboys will not be in the Super Bowl. So, despite what any <laughs> Cowboys fans say, it will not be happening. And I are think we selling, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, are we selling short the Jameis Winston-led New Orleans Saints? I don't think they're a playoff team if Jameis Winston nah. is starting quarterback. Uh, you hey, can't hate on him yeah. that much. Come on, he hasn't started a game since he got LASIK. Give him a break. We'll see. Yeah. I will say, if the Saints can manage to get through this offseason, right now I think they're negative 91 in the in the cap right now. But yeah. Ray, yeah. with Bree's retirement, they lose 22 off of that. They get up to that, around negative 71. They can push around some contracts, cut some guys. They can make it work. If they can keep most of this roster in check, you know, maybe losing a Taysom Hill or whatever, but keep most of the guys in there. I think they can still be a playoff team. If Winston has taken that next step, then it's huge. And I understand it's easy to write him off, but this was a very difficult scheme to learn under Arians. Winston obviously has the struggles making reads. If he's in a simpler offense, we could see a pretty solid season out of him. And that cast is very talented with guys like Michael Thomas, Cameron Jordan, and many other stars around that team, Alvin Kamara. So don't count out the Saints. Another team, Cleveland Browns, another year in their system. Yep. Odell oh, Beckham Jr. back. Back and healthy. Baker Mayfield, another year in the system. That run game is not going away. If they can continue to improve that defense, get some guys healthy on offense, that team could be special as well. So there's plenty of contenders. There's plenty of guys I'm sure we're not even talking about that are going to be legit contenders come 2022 right. playoffs. Who's winning the NFC East? Are they going to be? Are they going to have a winning record this year? Hey, if Washington gets a quarterback, that team is dangerous. They have Taylor Heineke, bro. Of course they're going to win the NFC. <laughs> but that is all for you on Destination Draft Day. Whether it's pro football, college football, or NFL draft, we got you covered. It's a long road to the NFL draft, but we'll get you there. Nick Durst, Brian Salsa, Michael Rockman, Super Bowl Sunday coming up to you this Sunday. Take care and enjoy it, and we hope that your favorite team pulls away with the victory, unless the Chiefs, then, then never mind. Get out of here. But we'll take – we'll Good see luck you guys. with your bets.
Take care. Good luck with your bets. Thank you, Landry Football. Thank you to all the people in the comment section, especially today with all the activity that we had. And thank you to my wonderful co-host. We'll see you guys on Monday where we get into the full off-season swing of things. Go to bonus seekers. Get your bonus. Your bonuses right now, ready to go. And hopefully the weekend isn't blinded by the lights at halftime, (laughs) Chef. Absolutely. All right. Take care, guys, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.